welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everyone. This is Christopher Ryan hosting the Speakeasy Cafe in place of Nyla today. I am so sorry. I am battling my allergies and asthma, so if you hear me coughing or trying to suppress it, just ignore it. All right, just to throw it out there, the number for you all to call in today is going to be 646-595-3965. And announcements, I know Nyla said that she wanted to uh, make sure that everyone posts poems about a place on Nyla's Facebook page in order to be entered into the June drawing at the end of this month. I also wanted to uh, thank our sponsors who helped cover a portion of the 2023 broadcasting license for the Speakeasy Cafe, and those sponsors would be Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Miss, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krissa Jopek, Chris's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Bindner, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shevsik, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple the the 16th, (laughs) Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Tiffany Melton. I also wanted to thank those who made an anonymous donation in the memory of some of the poets that we've lost. Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, Deep Enough, and Joe the Poet. All right. Nyla also tasked me with trying to come up with some writing prompts for you all, so that way you all do have some over to turn into her when she does make her way back home. And I have, number one, if only I knew back then. Sorry. Number two, the devil wears a suit and tie. Three, I wish I could just be angry. Four, please stop talking already. Five, stop apologizing. Six, I shouldn't be afraid when I see you. Seven, it should have been you. Eight, what more do you need? Nine, rippling outwards, it's all intertwined. Ten, this is my day. Don't take it away. Eleven, rising up through adversity. And twelve, I will not be ashamed. 
All right. I think I'm going to kick off the show with a recording by, let's see, who's someone that we haven't heard from in a little bit? Let's try, just had it and I lost it. Lorena McKinnon, The Stolen Child. Oh, my 
All right, that was Raina McKennett with The Stolen Child. Once again, the number to call in today is 646-595-3965. We do take callers in the order that you guys have called in, so listen for your area code. When I do put you on the air, make sure that you introduce yourself. You can read one to two poems. Um, I'll let you know if that starts to get a little bit tight as the night goes on. Make sure that you give your URL so that way people can find you, give you some feedback, some love, all the stuff that you guys deserve. And I just want to remind you all, Speakeasy Cafe does have a mature rating. That means just about anything goes except for, of course, hardcore erotica. We don't really need to hear about bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. I'm going to let you guys know who I see in my lineup right now. And I've got first up 860, next is 731, followed by 702, 216, 419, and 903. All right, so without further ado, let's hear from our very first caller. 860, you are on the air. Hi, uh, it's Jessica Brooke. Hi. Hi, Jessica. Um, <laughs> how are you? Um, trying really hard not to panic and pretend that I haven't done this in a long time. How about yourself? <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy and I were trying to see who could get called in first. He forgot, so I'm first. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I've got no. I've read three haikus of please. She said I could read three haikus in one, but if I read them, I haven't posted them on her page yet. But I get extra points for reading them on the air. She does check that really closely. So yes. <laughs> okay. Now I've got. I'll start with my three haikus. Okay. Okay. Um, they don't have titles, but here's one. Sitting high in the tree, child's favorite place to be, content and carefree. And he rhymes too. <laughs> and then, no. um, ocean, like ocean, what? I'm sorry. I, I was just saying, I yeah. like it. It just had that playful uh, little childhood edge to it. Uh, thank you. Okay. Um, I'm going too fast. Ocean front beach house. Leaving shoveling behind, sunny oasis, and boom. Okay, and reminiscing on past fun, hot sandy beach, sunny getaway. These are all lame, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so I just want my extra points. You all know right. that she um, was going to find you guys for all of those extra points for all of the homework assignments she gives out. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one extra point. Okay, um, I've got a poem I just wrote. Let me see at work yesterday, I think it was. It's called Breaking Through. Always discounted as one who could survive on her own. Theme is dependent on mental health providers. Staff at her group home had no faith in her. Yet she took them all by storm, finding a job, doing well, getting promoted. 
saving up to move out on her own, see, she never had a home. Grew up grew up in foster care, abandoned to the system, had to find had to have confidence in herself for none was bestowed on her. She refused to disappear into the cracks, knew she would find her way to safety. One day she would tell herself, Things will go my way. Suddenly she finds herself living on her own, buys a car, adopts a dog, meets the woman of her dreams. She never let anyone's doubts change the way she saw the world. Her positive outlook prevailed. Never assume anyone downtrodden cannot turn despair into gold, gold into dreams, dreams into reality. Plenty are perfectly capable of breaking through the broken system. End poem. That was awesome. I think that kind of touches a really special place in, inside for me. Like, I've been working in mental health for such a long time, and sadly it is a really common thing. There are people that aren't quite as good at their jobs as they should be. These are vulnerable populations that do need support, not judgment, not condemnation. So having yeah, someone that I, can do that. Oh, go on. Oh, no, no, no. I was just interrupting you. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I, um, this is, I mean, I definitely, you know, um, broke a, a lot of, you know, statistics of how, like, most people, uh, they, everybody thinks, oh, they can, you know, no one who is mentally ill can, you know, find the job, can do well, can, you know, now not only, you know, do I have a job, I'm actually working in the mental health field. So, like, I just think that there's so many people in those group homes that just aren't given a chance, you know? All too often. Unfortunately, the system does fail just as many people as it sometimes helps. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for sharing, Jessica. You're welcome. So before you go, how can people find you? Okay. Uh, my Facebook page is, uh, my author page is Jessica Brooke Poetry. That's Brooke with an E. And I do have a YouTube channel, Jessica Brooke E apostrophe S poetry, just like a Brooks poetry. Um, I am on Instagram, but I don't really, I don't post poetry, do anything really on there. So it's just my YouTube, and my Facebook, and I have um, books on Amazon under Jessica Brooke as an author uh, name. And um, I do. People are trying to say you should use your real name, but it's uh, my real name is Jessica Brooke Miller. If anyone wants to know the real. <laughs> my real name, but just like a broken <laughs> Um Alrighty, uh, I'm glad I called in. Um, I'm glad you're taking. You, we're not having nothing for the few weeks that I was gone, so that's pretty cool. So uh, I hope your allergies get better. Um, you have a good night. That. You too, Jessica. Thank you so much for calling in. No problem. All righty. Next up, we have area code 731. 731, you are on the air. Hello, Christopher. Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Hey there, Michael. How have you been? Doing fine, sir. Actually, I'm, I don't have it nearly as bad as you, but the allergy bug, I think you're going to find a lot of us are dealing with it right now. Nationwide. That is sad. Let's say, let's say worldwide. Uh, 
anyway, appreciate you appreciate you uh, stepping in, keeping the flow going. I've always good good to work with you. My first poem is uh, uh, written by a very close friend of mine. Her name is Sandra, and uh, we we've been partners for a long time. Sandra Canfield, uh, she was Sandy on MySpace, and uh, I, I have to say that, you know, I was the last poetry blogger left on MySpace. I always said I would be, and I'd get the likes. So they didn't give me a chance to. They cut them out on me. But uh, she was one of the people that stayed with me right almost to the end, and that was really, really great. We had a lot of fun together. She's a very prolific writer. So I was going to share one of her poems first off. Okay. This is Moonrise by Sandra Canfield. Behind the trees at the edge of my land, the moon has begun to rise. He wore the clouds like a Mardi Gras mask and smiled at me with his eyes. I envy him his lofty perch above the trees tonight, drawing my eyes away from the dark, sharing his icy cold light. I know why the world sing to him. I feel it pulling on me to open my heart and howl out loud, setting my spirit free. In form. Oh, man. I know I've heard you share stuff from Sandy before. That is uh, that's some great stuff. Yeah. You have another yeah. one from Sandy? Yeah. No, I just got the one from her, and I will say that, you know, let everybody know that she's, uh, she lives in Maine, so she was actually looking at the Maine version of the moon, which is totally different from my Tennessee version, and and uh, where's your moon at, Christopher? Are you on the, are you on the uh, West Coast? I am indeed. I am in the middle of Oregon, so that's, you know, perfect with all the allergy stuff. Bring all the green back in. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, the other one I will read is the one that I did a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm not always in a serious mood. Uh, I wrote this about envisioning my own funeral. Uh, hmm. And uh, it would be nice to have a 7 a.m. funeral. You don't see many of those. Uh, a couple of people I mentioned in there, Colleen and Donna. Uh, partners, Colleen, uh, franchise partner, Donna's a life partner. They've both been with me for a decade and a half. So I had to include, some, I had to bring somebody I knew to my own funeral. So uh, I will say that when you hear the word mourning, it's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, so sadness ensues. Anyway, uh, on one other thing, uh, I call it my backyard. I'm thinking, why not be buried in my backyard? In my front yard, across the road, there's a really big church with a huge cemetery. So, hey, it only makes sense. Anyway, this is My Backyard, a 7 o'clock sonnet by Michael Todd. Bury me in my backyard when I pass. Plant me in the shade of an old oak tree. In no time, I will be covered in grass. I just don't want to leave home without me. Setting the scene for an early morning, the whole town of Grovewood is invited 
to trace my roots from death to aborting. Lawn chairs provided so no one feels slighted. Stacked in three rows, friend, foe, undecided, they who claim he gave the shirt off his back. Those who've nothing nice to say, misguided. Truth be told, I was not always on track. Colleen plays guitar. Donna sings a song. At the bridge, guest procession moves along. That's the end of me. Hmm. Wow, I don't know. There's something about the whole idea of funerals that just, well, the entire purpose of the ceremony really is reflection. It kind of forces people to sit down and just be introspective. You can't help but think, what have I done? How will people remember me? I kind of love that little bit about, you know, just providing lawn chairs for everyone that is going to be there. I don't know for everyone, but at least for, like, my own culture, funerals tend to be celebrations. It tends to be just a celebration of life a reason to bring people together to share. That's nice. I appreciate that. You know, I, I take them very seriously and I try not, I try to keep my composure. But on the other hand, I had dropped two caskets in my lifetime. Mm. That doesn't Thank really you. make people so proud. I'm sorry. Funerals can be... No, no. It's okay. Funerals can definitely be polarizing. And yeah, it's... It's kind of a mix. It's there for the living and those that have passed. So... Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. As always, thank you so much for sharing. It's always a pleasure to hear from you, Mr. Michael Todd. Fantastic. How might people be able to how might people be able to find you or one of your lovely poets that you so generously share with us? Uh, you can find me at miketodd.blogspot.com. It's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. And, uh, and I've got about 35 up there. And uh, hoping if everything works out this year, to get number 36. I'm really, really working hard on it. It's a haiku. Nice. Those things take years to put together. All right, now, Michael. Thank you so much. Time for me to time for me to step aside and make room for the real poet. Looking forward to everybody <laughs> else tonight. And thank you again so much for coming to host the show. Thank you. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure so far. All right, Michael. I will wait to hear back from you next time. Yes, sir. Alrighty. Next up, I have area code 702. 702, you are on the air. Hey, Christopher, this is Jimmy Ray Davis, the word machinist. How you doing tonight? <laughs> How you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing great, man. It's Thursday night, speakeasy. Uh, I got to hear two of my favorite, not only two of my favorite poets, but two uh, folks that go all the way back uh, with me and Nyla to the uh, MySpace days. 
So it's always kind of special mm-hmm. to start the show out like that. So that's uh, very exciting for me. There is something to be said about, yeah, coming in and recognizing phone numbers, recognizing names, and just, yeah, making me feel all nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I have to echo uh, Michael's sentiment there. Thank you uh, so much, Christopher, for uh, coming in and hosting uh, letting the show go on, and uh, I know uh, not just myself, but we all definitely appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. I know Nyla works very hard to keep the show going, so she definitely deserves a chance to have a little vacation every now and then. I think she needs them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely she does. All right, well, tonight I brought um, – as I've been trying to do most weeks, uh, I brought an old poem and a new poem. And uh, it's interesting because it's kind of, both are kind of representative of uh, not so much style changes, but um, I did a lot of uh, rapid fire, uh, wordier poems back in the MySpace days. And after my seven-year break and getting back into writing and eventually calling into the show here, um, my more recent pieces have been more – I've found that I can convey emotion and uh, anything else I'm trying to – for the poem to really, uh, you know, get get across in simpler terms um, using, you know, just uh, – whether it's characters or whether it's based on an actual emotional – a foray into something particular, be it a social issue or uh, whatever else. So uh, these two kind of represent both angles, and I will still write from all over the place. I mean, got to live up to the word machinist moniker. Uh, this one is from the MySpace days. This is uh, from 2006. Uh, I, if I get through this without flubbing this, it will be amazing because this is really rapid fire. This one is called Slapdash. Jezebel fell. Destitute was the root of her hell. Came out of her shell to sell what she already gave for free. Believe or grieve, just retrieve the gesticulating vestiges, a testament of the articulation of the Jesuits who pour their wine in spying glasses while the masses shuffle and speak in muffled voices, a crowd with a mouth south of the loudness. Julep bites her tulips as in spite she waits for him, her sunny Jim with a wink and funny joke, and those viceroys he smokes pokes fun at the gyration of the nation, a castration of good humor, but an attempt at faux contempt, a condemnation to accept, yet he doesn't appear here, as if the magician paid his tuition, kept him back at school. The golden rule is to teach by a sample of example, and the fake mistakes are mistakenly forsaken, and when you've awakened, you'll now see everything clear that you have truly been everywhere else but here. Here where the wind chimes rattle like big dimes and Roosevelt eat you fucking happy. Make it snappy if you want to luck out fishing for dreams or rainbow trout. That scorpion Klaus was ready and lout, but he has dreams too and they're locked in a shoebox of cellophane and dead flies, while the scales of justice rust, trusted to fall in October dust. This amalgam of words has already been discussed. Too bad the miner walks with a limp, and the gimp at the side shows become a pimp as we slip a light fandango down the Durango Trail. I see a light in the sky, and we must try to rely on the lights on the hill and the windowsill and the grotesque, picturesque mask of the Red Death. And when I feel your warm breath in the nest of my neck and chin, I'll know it's all right to start over again. 
quite a few of those older ones like like that and uh they're they're you know because back then i was just writing them uh, there wasn't even thought to vocalizing or doing the videos uh with vocals as i'm doing now so uh, it's kind of neat you know you bring new life into old works and uh present them a different way uh definitely not easy and uh mm-hmm. so let me see if i can find it here i had it pulled up um, so the next piece is a new new poem. I have not posted or read it or uh, presented it anywhere. So this will be a uh, first look speakeasy exclusive. And this is um, another chapter in my abattoir series. You know, um, I don't know if you're familiar with any of those, but I, the first one was written back in the MySpace days. And at the time, I was just having fun. Uh, it was basically the initial poem was presented as kind of a horror story um, because I liked that sort of thing. And I wrote a few more back then. And then when I got back into writing in the last few years, I had this idea to take that storyline and a couple of the other ones, Wildwood and Sideshow Sheila, and make them ongoing uh, tales through poetry. So um, a super quick recap is uh, in the abattoir, uh, old Bill leads 12-year-old Lenore to the basement of the abattoir. She is there to visit her father, and she ends up being attacked and uh, assaulted and killed uh, by some of the men that work there. And her soul is trapped there, and old Bill is desperately trying to uh, recruit uh, someone to go into the abattoir and go through this series of rituals to release her soul. Um so the question has been old Bill uh, is the pivotal character, and is he evil, is he good, is he a little of both, just misunderstood? Uh, that's where we're, where we're leading that. And uh, recently I revealed that Lenore actually had a sister who was two years younger, and when her sister uh, found out um, the information that she did about old Bill being uh, – Loving her sister very much and missing her dearly, uh, Lorelai, uh, his sister, she um, has vowed to hunt down and kill Old Bill, and that showdown is forthcoming. Uh, so this is uh, this is from Old Bill's perspective. This is a new poem 
uh, in the series, and this is called Am I Evil? Am I evil? Am I? As I try to save Lenore's soul, am I really evil? I truly do not know. Ah, that question haunts me, for I honestly could not say. Tis true I embrace the darkness and shun the light of day. I've certainly caused my share of pure mischief and pain. I am the shadow preceding death, a sad walk in the rain, a night train going nowhere, a laugh in the quiet ward, an angel's song sung all wrong, a smile in the nameless horde. I'll watch you wallowing in pain as I walk quickly away, yet I'll return to help you up at break of the next day. Lenore touched this old dead heart, turning it from black to gray, yet I still led her to her doom on that fateful day. I will save Lenore's soul, even if it means I'll die. Does this make me a good man? Just because I tried. I feel pain. I feel remorse. But am I evil? Are you really sure? Or does darkness stain even hearts so pure? Am I evil as sunny skies are blue? Am I really, truly evil? I'll leave that up to you. And on. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think that thought, that resonating idea of does darkness stain, I think all of us kind of have moments where we do wonder is this something that just is going to stick with us. I think that one is going to resonate with Yeah, absolutely. And that's an example of, you know, uh, so here's a fanciful story. Uh, there's characters built in. Uh, I When I do these poems with the characters, obviously I try to uh, voice and, um, um, you know, bring out the essence of the poem in character. And uh, But, yeah, uh, there's always going to be um, – Something compelling that can that that we uh, that well that I hope anyway that everybody can relate to. So yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Christopher, listen, I do appreciate it. I'll be moving uh, moving on so we can get this show rolling. <laughs> and uh, I am I am uh, the Word Machinist. Uh, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the moniker. Word Machinist, and on Facebook, my page, my poetry page there is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Thank you again, my friend. Thank you so much for sharing, Jimmy. And as yeah. always, very much appreciated. All right, bud. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. All righty. Next up in line, I see area code 419. Four one nine. Oh, you are on the air. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't expecting to go yet, but I'm good. I'm good. My name is Rebel Jones. Hey um, there, Rebel. What's going on? Not much. Not much. So I'm working. I, I like to um, delve into different tones of poetry. I've done a lot of dark poetry. I've done spiritual poetry, conscious poetry. 
think I'm going to tap a little bit into love and heartbreak tonight. That's something I haven't really touched much. Mm-hmm. So this one does not have a title. <clears throat> and this might not be what people expect to hear from me, those that know my poetry well, um, but this is something different and new for me. So I'm going I'm to try it out here. In the depths where anguish breeds, where broken hearts plant somber seeds, there lies a darkness profound and deep in the cracks of shattered souls it seeps. A void unseen, a silent abyss where pain resides, its venomous kiss that feeds on fragments of shattered dreams and revels in life's agonizing extremes. And the cracks of hearts that find its home, a malevolent force free to roam like a haunting ghost in leaguers there. Spreading despair and consuming all care. A chasm of sorrow where tears, tears cascade. Beneath the facade of smiles displayed, the darkness festers, gnawing away a fragment of hope and disarray. In broken whispers, it finds its voice, a symphony of misery, haunting choice, and shattered pieces it reigns supreme. The darkness consuming every bit of the light that tries to gleam. In the depths where anguish breeds, where broken hearts plant somber seeds, there lies a darkness suffocating and deep, a chilling reflection of the pain we keep. A void unseen, a silent abyss, where shattered love finds no solace, and no blisters devours fragments of shattered dreams and revels in life's agonizing extremes. Within the cracks of the heart finds, within the cracks of broken hearts, it finds its lair, a malevolent force, a relentless snare, like a haunting specter that preys on despair, unleashed in torment with merciless torment, a chasm of sorrows with tears cascade, beneath a facade of smiles displayed, the Darkness festers, gnawing away, and fragments of hope and disarray, and broken whispers that echoes its toll, a symphony of grief that takes its hold, and shattered pieces it reigns supreme, the darkness relentless and extreme, and the depths where anguish breathes. Where broken hearts plant somber seeds, there lies a darkness consuming and cold, a tale of suffering as love unfolds, a void unseen, a cavern of pain, where shattered souls forever remain, it devours fragments of a broken heart, leaving behind a life torn apart, within the cracks that agony resides, a haunting presence that never subsides, like relentless beasts that feeds on grief, inflicting wounds that defy relief. A chasm of sorrow with tears cascade beneath the surface of masquerades. A darkness festers, corroding the soul, leaving scars that never truly console. In shattered whispers, a heart reveals a symphony of anguish that forever peels. In broken fragments of love's remnants weep as darkness engulfs the eternally deep in the depths where anguish breeds, where broken hearts plant somber seeds. There lies the darkness, the cruel silent thief. Where Torment that lingers the void of relief, a void unseen, a blackened abyss, but shattered love finds no solace, a bliss that devours the fragments of hope and delight, even only emptiness in the endless nights. Within the cracks of a wounded heart, the suffering begins tearing it apart like a vengeful spirit it claims its prey, inflicting wounds that Never fade away, a chasm of sorrow where tears converge. Beneath the surface, emotions surge. The darkness infests, gnawing with night might, erasing all traces of joy and light. In broken whispers, the pain takes form, a symphony of heartache in the storm. In shattered pieces, it reigns supreme. This 
darkness since every love's gleam. In the depths of where anguish breeds, where broken hearts plant somber seeds, there lies a darkness that's suffocating and grim, a haunting reminder of love's cruel whim, a void unseen, a bottomless well, where shattered dreams forever dwell, that the vow is fragments of shattered trust, leaving behind scars that just can't adjust within the craps cracks of a fragile soul the agony takes hold exacting its toll like a phantom's touch it haunts and maims leaving nothing but desolate remains a man with a broken heart peace oh my god rebel that was amazing um just <laughs> trying to jot down I was trying to jot down some lines that were just, like, really catching me, and I just could not keep up. There's so many in that flow. Uh, the entire time you were going, I could not stop myself from kind of bouncing along and just had this image of you just kind of sitting up there like a preacher just throwing out all this truth to the flock. Like, that was that is something that sticks with people with me heard me before is I'm very loud, boisterous, dramatic, and I do, I, I drop what's on my mind. Every time mm-hmm. I drop what's on my heart, with old so. No, um, the funny part, great. though, that, the funny part, though, that this is not even a delivery. You ask my kids, this, I talk like this at home. Uh, my wife uh, says it's like being married to the white DMX because I'm just barking at everybody all the time. <laughs> uh, that was some I great have one more rebel. piece if I got time. I got one more piece if I got yeah. time. And this yeah. is definitely yeah, a realm I vaguely, rarely ever touch. And this is more along the lines of... Um, what do you call it? Sexy poetry, but it's not nasty. It's tasteful. Erotica, I guess. Okay. But it's tasteful erotica, all right? So here we go. This is also untitled. I just wrote this this afternoon. <clears throat> Your body's curves outlined in moonlit silhouettes. A dance of shadows upon the canvas of night and whispered secrets the stars quietly vet. A symphony of desire burning bright. The moon, a voyeur, casting its gentle glow on the landscapes of our intertwined forms, each curve and contour, a tale to bestow. In this nocturnal sanctuary, love transforms. The gentle art to your back, a graceful arc, leading my fingers on a path of delight as moonbeams caress every hidden mark. Unveiling passion, secrets surrendered to the night. The soft curve of your neck, the tender slope. Inviting lips to taste the nectar divine in the moonlit haze, our bodies elope and tangled in love's embrace, a moment frozen inside. As the moon completes its celestial reign, the world awakens, bathed in the morning hues, yet the memory of your curls, curls like curves, like an eternal refrain, will forever linger in my heart, ever true. So let the moonlight be our witness, dear. To the beauty of your curves so elegantly displayed in this nocturnal symphony, let us both appear. A masterpiece of love forever engraved in tapestry of passion that we've made. 
Your skin a canvas kissed by the moon's caress, a masterpiece of desire and allure. In tender strokes, our bodies intertwine and press, creating art with every touch so pure. As the shadows dance upon the bedroom walls, silk sheets embrace our bodies, graceful sway in this intimate gallery. We enthrall, exploring pleasures where fantasies play. Your curves like poetry ignite my soul. Each contour an in- invitation to explore. In whispered gasps, our desires unfold, a symphony of forevermore. A moonlight guide, a moonlit guide to our fervent exploration, highlighting our every curve, every sweet crease in the erotic ballet, a divine revelation, passion's masterpiece, a masterpiece of peace. So let our bodies merge a work of art sculpted by desire. Passion's sacred dance in this sensual symphony, we impart the love that transcends a timeless romance. In moonlit rapture, our spirit soar, weaving a tale of ecstasy unfold, untold. In the arms of night, we both adore a union of bodies, a masterpiece to behold. Together we paint the masterpiece of sensuality and the grace of the canvas of night. In this enchanted realm, my love takes flight, bound forever by passion's sweet embrace. So let the moon be witness to our bliss as we revel, as we revel in the beauty that we create. In this realm of desire, we find our abyss a tasteful and sexy love, forever intimate. Peace. I am Rebel Jones. Rebel, that was some great stuff. Intimacy that allows us to connect with a person on a physical level. And then there's erotica, which really is just like foreplay for the brain. It is something that can connect that physical intimacy into the realm of the mental. So that piece it really does connect those two. Thank you. I think that's the most. Thank you. I know it didn't flow. It does. It didn't flow like my pieces usually do, but that's because it's a it's a new style for me. Mhm. Uh, there's nothing wrong with trying out something new, and that is. Right. Always the mark of how we grow. Now, if y'all didn't catch me at the beginning, I am Rebel Jones. You can find me once in a while on Facebook as Rebel Jones. Um, you can check my content out from the past um, about five years worth of content on YouTube um, at Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. Um and you can find me here at Nyla's every Thursday night, damn near. Um, I don't really mess around too much on social media, though, so that's about the only places you'll find me. More than fair. Thank you for sharing everything, Rebel. Happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you for being here in place in Nyla. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It is always nice to hear that. All right, Absolutely. Mr. Rebel. I'm something I'd like you... to say to folks. Something I'd like to say to folks real quick. Thank you for waking up today. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rebel. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to get my next poet up on the air. Next in line, I see area code 903. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Christopher. This is Eric Shulman. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Eric. 
been a little right. while since I've heard you. Yes, sir. It's been a while. <laughs> I hear you got some allergies, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got them down here. Yeah. I have to take uh, Sudafed or Benadryl or some form of concoction of that different allergy pill, Surtec or something. So that's what, that's what we take. Anyways, I got a poem. It's uh, Nightmares. Um, it's completely different than a lot of my previous stuff. I've changed my style recently, uh, and uh, and I also have an alias now too. But I'm still using my first name too. So, but I'll get into that. So this is nightmares after lying down to sleep, trying to obtain so uh, some much deserved rest, waiting, wanting, and hoping, quick, fast, deep of sleep. Unfortunately and surprisingly, instead, mayor came to visit, sitting on my chest, suffocating me with his pulsating, fearful, terrific, horrific, anxious, and hellacious worlds and scenarios, sensations, ever more evilly, energetically, static, forevermore, ferociously, facetious, nevermore, seizing, appeasing, releasing, Cursed me like Poe's obsessive love for Lenore. Bored bores, doing core chores. More gory lore, crematory, your damnatory. Tore me apart, bashed me on and through. Bloody vaulted doors, floors, drawers. Ghastly, vastly, lastly, steadfastly. Pouring pores, spores into my poorly wilted warrings. Soaring, shrieking. Roars, sworn, sleepless, snores, ensnaring, scaring, daring, tearing, stories, caring, tearing, and parrying me as its ragdoll, caved, depraved, graved, gave, enslaved as its afterlife's diabolical, symbolical, parabolical, and apostolical glimpses. That's it. Uh, Written by Eric Shellman, the word monster. That's in peace. All right, Eric. You can definitely see the new style, but I can definitely hear you in that work. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's what we were talking. That's what you were talking about with Rebel P. Jones earlier. And it's all about evolution. Yeah. That's what much poets so. and writers and creators I'm all about trying new things too So here's my newest one This is uh, called Gargoyle um, A poetry group on Facebook Dark Poet Society A uh, friend of mine and We actually put a, a poetry anthology together And published it um, And she sent me this picture of a gargoyle And it's a writing, writing pro, uh, photo prompt from Dark Poet Society Facebook group. So here we go. So Gargoyle so is the title. Uh, grotesque, statuesque, chirogrusesque, gargoyle, gorily, laurely, ghastly, gruesomely, guarding, safeguarding, carding, bombarding, regarding, disregarding, 
religiosities, dramatic, traumatic, schematic, schismatic, dogmatic, theology, warding off evil and unwanted spirits for sacred, holy, and superstitious houses, churches, and cemeteries, damned, cursed as stone by daylight, raining as night's terrifying, horrendous, frightful, flightful, flightful, hierarchical, monarchical, monstrosity, there we go, symbolizing, actualizing, realizing, afterlife's hells, disobeying and sending away from church's righteousness, fear instilled unrighteousness into becoming these humanoid animals hybrids, written by Eric Shellman, the word monster. That's in peace. All right, man. Awesome, good stuff. Well, thank you so much. So just keep, I'm just keep trying to get better and better and better, man. So oh, I truly appreciate it, and thanks for filling the slot for Nyla. And I hope she has a great break. We all need our breaks, and we all need our vacations. And hopefully, you, your allergies get better sometime soon. I know it's the season, <laughs> so. Season for allergies, man. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much. I'm glad you like my two new poems, and hopefully you have a great night and a great weekend, great holiday. Uh, no, Father, just Father's Day is coming um, on Sunday, I believe it is. Yeah. So, but uh, and I will try to be on next week uh, when I can. I'm. I'm working a whole lot, actually. I'm working pretty much every day, and Saturday and Sunday I'm working emergency calls, and if not, I'm helping my brother build his fence for his cows and also remodeling my grandma's house, too. So so I try to come when I can. Uh, family is a good reason to be missing out. Yes, sir. Thank yes, you for doing tonight. And you're welcome. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. Find me on Facebook like page. It's Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. Find me on allpoetry.com. It's the Word Monster. You can find me on uh, Poetizer. It's Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. You can find me on spillwords.com. It's Eric Shellman. I haven't get changed over to the Word Monster yet. Um, I need to do that. <laughs> Um, and oh yeah, I'm on Instagram. It's Eric Chelman, the Word Monster, and that's pretty much it for now. So, but all right, thank you so much. Have a great one. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Thank you, Eric. You too. You're absolutely welcome. <coughs> all right. I think I'm gonna put on a brief recording so that way I can try and catch my breath. Uh, Just to let you all know, I see area codes 571 with their hand up next, 503 and 606. I see you, but your hands are not up. So let me play this brief recording, try and get a hold of my breathing. This is going to be Clarence Ferguson Jr. with Portal. Oh, 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 oh,
Niagara Falls couldn't get weather that what God has joined together. Let no one render us separate. All entry points are not meant for you. Countless times being entertained by suitors that were not suitable for my seasons of growth, becoming me. I can't be down with OPP. Okay, 
thank you. And you're doing a great job, so and thank you. I appreciate it. What okay. have you got for us? Okay. Um, for Gary, I have um, his poem called Pit-a-Pat. Pit-a-pat, pit-a-pat, pit-a-pat. Raindrops hitting the window pane. Crash! What was that? A baseball. Dang them kids. Wasn't me. Let's get out of here. Around the house. Let's hide in the shed. I'm going to whip them kids. I'm going to the shed and get me a paddle. Yow! Pit-a-pat, pit-a-pat, pit-a-pat. And the raindrops trickle down. Pit-a-pat, pit-a-pat, pit-a-pat. The end. Thank you, Noreen. I love the way that you always share some of Gary's stuff. Okay, uh, thank you. I love his poetry, and I don't want I don't want anybody to forget him. He's a he's an awesome man. Okay, and and the next one of his I got. This is called Write. A good idea to write around is not a great poem, but a good poem. People being bashful, singing, and playing music. Everyone should be proud of every word in the song they sing. Birds sing a note. Church bells ring. Christmas songs everyone sings. Jailbirds sing. A baby shall take things and then loves giving them back to you. Do you know what the baby knows? Do you know what pleases you? Can you remember what pleased you in your baby then? Can you now know what pleased you on your deathbed? The end. Mm. Mm. That is some good stuff. Yes. Mm. Okay. And um, in, in, in my poem, I have um, called Run, Run, Run. Sometimes I just want to climb out of the window and just run, run, run until I'm breathless like a car that ran out of gas, compute, compute, hoping to find that secret door which will lead me to the stairway of heaven so I can see my teddy bear darling. I want to love him, kiss him, hug him, hold his hand, touch him, and say, I love you, my teddy bear darling, forever and more. Let's go and spend time together all alone. Oh, I miss you so much. Sometimes I just want to climb out the window and just run, 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 right into your loving arms, gentle, strong arms, and stay right there. The end. Okay. I mean, your your stuff always just kind of makes me smile. It just kind of always makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. Okay, uh, thank, oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, Miss Noreen. Okay. Do you have and anything I, else for us tonight, readers? Yes, I have one called Be a Thorn. Okay, be okay. different. Okay, be different. Don't be a follower. Be a leader that everyone will respect, honor, and love. Be you. Stand up and be counted. Be a thorn in someone's side. Let that person know it isn't right. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the bully. Be a thorn in the bully's side. Speak up and be heard. Speak up. Be a thorn. 
without violence and abuse. The end. I think that is a perfect sentiment, Nori. Okay, I think we all just have to be ourselves and, yeah, make a stand. Yes. Yes. Okay, Ms. Noreen, how might people find you and Mr. Gary and share some love with you, too? Okay, and you can find Gary and I on um, all of our books on Amazon, and you can find us on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder, uh, dot com front slash poetry, and then you can find um, Gary on poetrypoem.com, reverbnation.com, and facebook.com, and you can also find me on um, reverbnation.com, um, poetry, wait, poetrypoem.com, um, reverbnation.com, um, facebook.com, and you can find us on ko-fi.com and um, front slash Gary and, Noreen, Gary and Noreen. And then you can find us on the Poetry Club. We now made it over 20,000 members now. And, and, and right mm-hmm. now, anybody who you, um, if anybody wants to, um, well, since when I went over 10,000, I, um, I have, people have till the 19th, make a comment on, the, on their, uh, under the, um, the, what I posted up there, and you could have a chance to be in the drawing for the, um, um, for the calendar I make. And, and then you can find me on Saturdays, um, at 5 o'clock Eastern Time on the, on the Poetry Club Saturday night show. And, 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 um, and then you can find me this Sunday. I'm, I am also the, um, I found, um, the, um, oh, the, the Creative Magazine International, oh no, I forgot my title, International, um, oh no, how can I forget? I'm getting too old, I guess. I'm getting old, I forgot oh. now. Oh no. And then I'll be the host there on for Father's Day Sunday. Awesome. Yes. And then you can find us here on Thursdays, um, every Thursday. And then you can also, I'm, I'm having a show on this um, month, have a chat with Poet Noreen with my guest star, Never Give Up. And next month it will be um, um, Bob McNeil. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank That's, you so much for joining us tonight. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And and thank you for um hosting for it and for the show t- today. You're doing an awesome job. Thank you. I'm gonna do my very best not to let all of you guys down. Oh, you're not letting us down. You're doing an awesome, great job. <laughs> I mean, you always just kind of boost me up and make me smile and giggle. Oh, thank you. Right. Thank you. Okay. I'm gonna put you back on hold. Okay, I'm going to be. Uh oh, I'm going to try once more to get area code five seven one. Five seven one, you are on the air. Hello, this is Mr. Automatic Charismatic. Uh, hey, how's, how's how are going, you doing, uh, Christopher? 
0510 I, I, I was shocked. I didn't think I was going to be uh, this early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Salute to you. I think I have a bad habit of scaring everybody away. I'm just not as pretty as Nyla. Uh, <laughs> no, you do. You, you know, you do. All right, you holding it down. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's all about cohesiveness. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's how it is. All right, Mr. Automatic Charismatic, what do you have for us today? I have a freestyle. Um, and uh, excuse me, I'm in the hospital, so. Uh, if you hear any background, I apologize. Oh, no worries. Okay. Just more power to you. I'm putting that disclaimer out there. Um, this poem is called I Must Mourn. Uh, it's, uh, it's dedicated to uh, Frederick Douglass. To the founding fathers, of this United States of America. Your holiday has came to bring such entertainment to what you have fought for while my people are still in the field, picking up cotton. Now I have not forgotten the thorns in my hands the pain that I have, can you understand why I cry so much? Born in slavery, it hurts so much. I can't stand by a flag. The freedom that you say, the freedom that you appear, the freedom that you say is clear. The ending of everything that be near. I must mourn because I've seen people in the caskets, people who have been denied their rights. No equality, no apology, no reparations, but a long list of excuses in their legislation. Their truckers made us say that we were free, but how can that be? Oh, say, can you see? But the darlings mean right. But so proud that we held. But what have we held? Nothing but the pain of memories. Nothing but the pain of being ripped on our backs. Nothing but the pain of saying that you can't use this faucet. You can't use this bathroom. You can't eat at this table. You can't even vote. You're only three-fifths of a man. The Constitution is made of the contradiction, and it shows its own affliction. The punchline became so severe. If my voice became freedom, I make sure that it's spread everywhere. To the tears and the tears that fall, I take a pause. For the fallen slave, from the one that you were hitting and the 
devil's principle right deep in their soul. They had the goal to be one as whole. Even when we say that we came from the same God, how is it that our life's been so hard and we can take charge? One to stand by, but I must mourn. You can have your barbecues, but I must mourn. When you killed Dr. King, I had to mourn. When you killed Malcolm X, I had to mourn. When you killed Fred Hampton, I had to mourn. When you kill leader after leader, when people like young men like George Steeny electrocuted, when the face of Emmett Till was spread to everywhere, I have to mourn like Frederick Douglass. Don't you see that? I have to mourn. Frederick Douglass mourned and mourned and mourned. All in his speech. But this is the day to teach. And only not the soul of a black man can ever be breached. Mr. Automatic Charismatic Lyrical Engine. Can't get us in them all in. Like we drive. That that is some amazing and powerful stuff. And honestly, like right now, I I think it really is important to highlight all of the things that you hit upon in your poem. For a great many people in our country, Independence Day was not really a day where everyone was independent. Juneteenth is coming up, and it is not something that gets taught in schools. It's not something that's all that widely known. It does make such a difference for us to be aware of our own history, good, bad, everything in between, and to remember it is about perspective. Yeah. When I heard uh, uh, how, um, I I think that uh, Frederick Douglass' speech should be taught in schools. Florida is uh, a state that's trying to erase all black history. Um, It's, you know, uh, that governor uh, in Florida is an imbecile. And yes, I said it. Um, (laughs) It's just, I, I don't think it's right. I mean, if everybody's going to get their history taught, it's like, how can you teach me something about everybody else, but you won't teach anybody who's who? And I'm a black man sitting in the, if I'm a black boy, I'm a black boy sitting in a black school. I learn about everybody else, but I don't learn nothing about who, who is black. Black. How does, how does that make a, a boy feel? You learn everybody. You learn George Washington. You learn uh, Thomas Edison. You learn about um, Thomas Jefferson, Andrew Jackson, Andrew Johnson, Ulysses S. Grant. You don't learn nothing about anybody of the pioneers of black folks. What does that say? I think that uh, Florida should be ashamed of themselves. You don't take, you don't snatch heritage from people. One thing about natives, they stood up. 
do that with natives, they 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 stand. They they not taking that. You're not going to uh, go to a place of natives, uh, um, um, Indians, and try to snatch their heritage away because it won't look good. Um, I have uh, in my family. I have Native American in my family, mostly black. A Native American in my family. Um, so I had to learn. I had to go to North Carolina and learn how Andrew Jackson uh, uh, took land from the Cherokees. And people were moving and dying, all that stuff. I learned that in North Carolina. Of course, I learned black history, too. You know, so... Um, you know, like I, I feel like, like you said, you know, and, and, and I think it's very important for, for a lot of people, you know, um, don't have that type of honesty. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. I, like, 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 like if I, like, like if I go in front of some white folks and the ignorance would say, well, if you don't like America, get the hell out of here. Hell you mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard that before. Like, what do you mean you brought it? How can you tell black folks to get out of, to get out, to leave the country when you brought us over here? You have no right to say that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, like like Malcolm X say, some of y'all think y'all brought over. Like you say the black folks, some of y'all thought y'all brought over here on the Mayflower. <clears throat> So yeah, I, I think that, you know how, 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 how he was so abolitionist. But um, Frederick Douglass was an abolitionist. So, um, I'm sorry, I know I took some time explaining that poem. <laughs> Did you That's okay. Another one. I'm not trying to take all the time. So, are y'all doing two uh-huh. or? Huh? You can get in one more. That's absolutely okay. I think, honestly, okay. since you're calling in from the hospital, I, I want to support you as much as I can. I appreciate that. appreciate that, Christopher. Um, all right. This poem is called Black Nationalism. I dedicate this to Malcolm X. He's one of my favorite people in history. The way that we must come together. You put your belief, your religion, and the covenant with your own God. We come together today day and make sure that everything is prepared and repaired. That our breath of a new time, of a new essence to be free. If we came together, it wouldn't matter if I'm in Christian one is uh is Islam and wherever your religion is, it's not a time to battle over it. 
see, we have to come aboard of black nationalism. Black nationalism is the key to black people coming together. Black nationalism. You see, there wasn't no time to be there was no time to be in a place where we feel that we have to live in a place of being scared we have to be black nationalists don't tell me about being a Christian, I won't tell you about being a Muslim, my brother, my brother and my sister. You see, the African strikes that come down and the African power and the African reaction. If we make these things happen, if we only make our own capital, and the word says, I speak that be factual, what is the state of the mind of black nationalism, the breath of fresh air, the words that we have to care that we cannot be the slave and be dominated. Only in our words that we be evaluating these words and they never be evacuating the enemy's hands. Take a chance. Uh, my brothers and sisters, I speak in the words of black nationalism. No words to be tricked, no words to be isolated, no words to be violated. And we can't be far away that we be annihilated. This is our time and our time. Our time that's keep on ticking. We don't have that type of time. We've been sprayed by fire hoses. We've been denied to be able to vote. No, my people, we, we cannot do that. We've been pulled off the bus, murdered, lynched, down deep in the ditch. Even the police ain't never had our back, killing us, throwing us. The devil has his own eyes, and I will not compromise of this black nationalism. Who are you? Who are you when you look in the mirror? But the vision has to be clearer. Hopefully, when you see you, you see the fight in you. This automatic kills man, the lyrical engine. Then he gets in, I'm all in, fucking and dry. Oh, man. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing those two. I think there's an awful lot to be said for black history, black leaders. When you get down to it, there's so much that doesn't really get taught, doesn't really get shared, that starts to get... Yes. Uh, yes, thank you for your honor. You know, and and a lot of times uh, people don't really share their honesty. You say, well, you know... um, And it's it's like, you know, racism still is alive. Like I went to a place and I spent like twenty dollars, right? 
it's black and white people there, right? So, you know, I'm not looking to, I'm going to, as a black man, I am who I am. But I, when I'm coming to watch a game, I'm coming in peace. But my knowledge is always there. Knowledge never escapes. But I come in peace unless peace gets, unless my peace is violated, then there is no peace. So I came there. White man came to the door, say, you got to spend $25. Well, how do you know if I don't have $25 or not? You going to look at me and say I'm poor? You only give me a chance to even, first of all, you have a menu. You that is something I that... had money in my pocket. Matter of fact, I had over $25 in my pocket. I was going to spend with them. I said, "Once you once you come at me like that, oh, it's a done deal." Because you, he looked at me. See, I got CDL. I could get four thousand dollars and go to a place, and they probably say, "But well, you got to spend twenty five. We can't have you here. You might want to spend your money over here." And can have I can have five hundred dollars in my on my card. <coughs> I won't be spending it with them because you're not going to insult my heritage and you're not going to insult my intelligence. Mm-hmm. Racism blank. is alive and well. Yeah, it yeah. still is. Like, yeah, it is. It, it, it's sad. It, it's sad. It, it, it's very sad. You know what I'm saying? But, unfortunately, you know, people say, well, you, you shouldn't be... You, you come from the same God. Yes, that's true. But we come from a different purpose. We come that's from true, different but... circumstances. We may come from the same God, but we come with different circumstances. That is that... what we call racism. The circumstances that... have been racism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so the, yeah. the key piece of the whole American experience right now is that we can't always be it. We can't always be there and empathize. We can't always put ourselves in someone else's shoe because that hasn't been everyone's experience day in, day out, from birth until death. So the idea of someone approaching them in such a way for a lot of people just never occurs. It's right. important uh-huh. for people to share that experience, to keep it out there, to keep telling the truth. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. I appreciate it, man. You know, all I know you got a lot of people on your board. We can't wait to do that poem. You can find me, Mr. Alderman Terrence Mack, Larry Shepard on Facebook. Uh, I know I do um, websites. Uh, I got a book, a formula, 91382, the new way to study. Um, you know, so Miss Automatic Charismatic, you'll find me. That's my stage name, but my government name is Larry uh, uh, Shepard on Facebook, Junior. So thank you for having thank me. You. Uh, thank you for having me. Much love. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing. All right. Next up, I see area code 807. 
you are on the air. Hello, man with the cheesecake. How how are you? It's Rob. <laughs> I'm afraid to make you laugh because I'm afraid if I make you laugh, you'll start coughing. <laughs> that sadly has been a thing. <laughs> how you been doing, Robbie? Ah, uh, I'm I'm doing better now. I uh, uh, life is such now that. Uh, uh, I ha- I finally, for the first time in my life, have my own time to myself to do my own things. And I'm not exaggerating. That literally is in yeah. this year, the first year I've really had that. So now I'm finally doing everything that I want to do for myself. Like, and I'm, so I'm really diving into my instruments and all that and uh, continuing on my math class and everything. So it's uh, it's a refreshing change of pace when you're not – crushed by all kinds of responsibilities and stuff, so. <laughs> I uh, took care of my dad thing. for a long time, so, yeah, that really, that, I, I took care of my dad, and then, and then when that was done, only two or three months after that, COVID happened, so that damn near killed me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but here I am, <laughs> making jokes still. <laughs> Thank you, you have to. It's the only way we really kind of keep our spirits alive. Exactly. Yeah. I know it is for me. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I have a poem here called I Dream of Satellites. And this is kind of intermixed with I had um, wrote this a while back, but then I came across, I have a friend now, a newer friend who, uh, she had a dream actually about a satellite. I think that she was a satellite, and she ha- I, she hasn't had a chance to tell me about about it in in the fullest context yet. But uh, and I just I remember thinking one day, it's like, well, for some reason, that particular idea stuck with me. Like I sometimes I think, what would it be like to be this sort of an object or this sort of a creature? And for some reason, for me, a satellite, it, it really captures my imagination. Like. And it just almost feels like they're alive in some way, maybe because they do so much. So it almost gives them this sort of almost uh, feeling of of being alive in some very odd, abstract abstract sense in that. So anyways, I have that in mind when I read this. So uh, it's uh, I Dream of Satellites. I dream of satellites as their mysterious orbits intersect with my thoughts. Ellipses of cosmic engrams transmitting in me, speaking to both the Venus and Mars of my soul. I dream of those satellites in daydreams at day, and I look upon them at night as I wonder upon them, wishing I could wonder as they do, as they careen through the inky void of space. What a dream is the dream of satellites, as they make the music of the spheres and minor keys as their orbits intersect with each other, tugging at my soul as the moon does tug at the sea each night. I want this dream to be mine forevermore as scores and scores of dreams, tiny pockmarks, sorry, they pockmark my mind, oceans of thought in my soul as numerous as the marina found upon them those wanderers of the night that cross into the parallax of my vision, leaving 
both my mind and soul so utterly refined. I hope to impart this dream to everyone, this dream of mysterious bodies that hold the history, the record of existence upon their bare and rocky skins. And as I look upon them now, I ask you, O fellow wanderer, what is it that satellites dream? And there we go, I dream of satellites. It's also inspired by musical uh, tracks. There we go. (laughs) All right. Robbie, your stuff always just kind of has this this vibe to it that just strongly seems to encourage introspection. Like every time I listen to one of your pieces, I just get the impression like I need to sit down and just kind of spend some time in my own head, look uh-huh. at my thoughts, see where it takes me. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of a mark that I associate with with wonderful pieces of art, like things that evoke thought, evoke emotion, that that make people feel connected, that make people think. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's always interesting and fun when you get into the abstract and you come across things that are, like I have a, an appreciation for things that are truly abstract, like there's a uh, uh, a YouTube channel, Dark Five, and uh, they had this one video, Loneliest Objects in Space, and this is uh, surreal to me that uh, it's, uh, they're talking about um, how this one thing, this one object, or, or this, yeah, it was a probe on Mars, or something, it sings happy birthday to itself uh, in some equivalent electronic way. I'm not too sure how. But uh, it's, it's like, I think it's like an internal thing, like the signals and that. But it sing, they, they get it to sing happy birthday to itself every year. And I was like, there's just things so surreal and trippy about that. It's just it's crazy. <laughs> Very much so. Uh-huh. <laughs> All the stuff that you present kind of at least for me, it kind of feels like it touches upon the celestial. And it does just kind of, I don't know, at least for me, it kind of encourages those thoughts of what's beyond all the things that I already know, what is out there. Yeah. <laughs> now, you said you had two pieces for us tonight, correct? Uh, I do have one other uh watching over the sky so here here it is uh watching over the sky dark garden of the above of the above i watch in wonder as i listen to the sounds the mysterious language of this dark and forbidding bird he speaks to me mysteriously like a spilled ink of night in the broad daylight he wishes to communicate with me to speak to me of nature and things beyond and i listen silently plaintively, creature that I look to with questing eyes. His language continues to seep into my ears as I close my eyes to listen to his eldritch voice, words imparted from this creature with a unique sort of second sight. Speak to me, O wing-born warrior of my muse. Tell me of the mysteries of the universe as I stand to look at you and muse. 
So there we go. Mm -hmm. Hello? That one kind of felt like it took you in a bit of a different direction yeah. instead of the celestial. That was that was pretty grounded, actually. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I'm a nature lover, so uh, I kind of go on both sides of that, both extremes of that spectrum where I, I've become a nature lover. And mm -hmm. um, so, and I have, like, I believe in doing totem work and all that kind of thing. So for me, you know, I'll, I'll spend that time where I'm very grounded uh, with the with earthly things and that. Uh, but then I, it's like two two opposite sides of the same coin because I, I like to, I love to uh, think about cosmic stuff and wonder and all that. But uh, I'm also a very, uh, I'm I'm prone to being hyper stimulated, and uh, and I have to like my mind just processes things very fast and it just th it thinks very fast which is advantageous in a lot of ways but then I, I need to slow it down sometimes and so for me uh, nature does that uh, it's an amazing thing to be able to tap into because there's so much inspiration for you to be able to draw from the natural world from the cosmos and it shows in your works and I'll have to combine the two and talk about a cosmic raven or something someday. I always like to joke, like, who needs drugs when you have poetry? <laughs> at least if, at least if you have my kind of brain. <laughs> I, uh, I'll never forget one of my coworker, old coworkers, like, oh, this is a long, long time ago, says, Rob, you don't need to do drugs. Your brain is enough of a trip. <laughs> Uh, and, oh, that apologies. sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> apologies if there is feedback on the air. I uh, there's two moments where I heard a tiny bit of feedback, and I think it's because I had my uh, my phone on speakerphone here, so I think I got too close to somewhere else or something. So <laughs> you're okay, Robbie. How might people be able to find you? Share some love, some feedback with you. Uh, well, if uh, you go to Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, there's two of them. Uh, this one is the one with the uh, poetic license picture. You can find me. <laughs> I'm just laughing at Martha Bear there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Martha Bear's making me laugh. Uh, yeah, if you just look under Facebook, uh, Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, the one with the picture of the poetic license. And uh, you'll find me there, and you'll see my links to all my other stuff because uh, I'm like what people call a polymath. I do I do music, I do photography, I do poetry. I just the only thing I don't do is drama. Drama's not my bag, boys <laughs> and girls. Uh, more than fair. Thank you for jumping on, sharing with us tonight, Robbie. You bet. It was good to talk to you. I don't. Uh, we don't get a chance to talk to each other too much. And uh, when I heard you were hosting, I, I made sure to call in so we'd have a chance to chat a little bit. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's always a lot of fun to be able to hear some of those old voices that I remember from okay. yeah you know, back when I used to co-host regularly. 
Well, as we both, we've all been at it so long that the history, it is starting to feel like an old voice. And I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> I'm way past 20 now. <laughs> I'm going to wake up in the morning, yawn wrong, and just end up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I shall uh, leave you to it, and I hope your uh, allergies get better. <laughs> I appreciate it, sir. All right. <laughs> Let me put your back on hold. <coughs> I think I might need to take another small breather, but just to kind of let you all know, I still see area codes 503, 606, and 615, but it doesn't look like you guys have raised your hands yet. If you do want to come on the air, just be sure to hit one, and I will get back to you once I can kind of breathe again. <laughs> All right. So bear with me. I'm going to put on this small <coughs> small recording by Talon AC, Living Come Alive. Y'all want to hear more? I have a CD. Make sure y'all get it. I know a lot of y'all have it. Um, Even if you burnt it, you need like a real copy because there's like, we we equalized it real well. So even when you burn that shit, you lose like 80% of the music. That shit was funny, y'all can laugh. If life is a drug, then I've been taking some hard hits. Like, I'm trying to see how intense the sense of humor of God gets. But I'm dedicated. Because I know spoken word can make the living come alive. And if I'm involved, we're going to require at least five 30-plus single black mothers. Otherwise, it could be pointless. Because if this is God's work and the man on the microphone is anointed, then if you provide him with the conditions he requires, he might be able to use his art to make your heart drop into your lap. Move this room into a whole nother world. Take all them young cats that just came here to mingle and say something to make their brains tingle without drugs at first. Because this is that spoken love that hurts. Every phrase is tasered to make your blood feel electric. But you can't just take a hit. The hit's got to take. This is that spoken word where you've got to swallow the smoke from the words. Open up your mind and let your brain float from the words. Think of something in your life you want to change and gain hope from the words. Because that's how the living come alive. And, and this is that bona fide. I made it with the dust off of old 78s and 45s. Codified it in the spoken word, digitized it in the ones and zeros, and MP3'd it for your iPod. Heavy underground like the Earth's core, the crowd recognized the underground heavy from the tat that he wore. Allow me to introduce that energy that only inner God can produce. Come to spoken word, get your inner God seduced. Because what else can move your inner self outside yourself like the truth? But that's how the living come alive. And if you don't know what a juke joint is, there's a very good chance you ain't going to understand what the point is. But this is underground. So they can't convince me to call myself Black Tea and show up to the mic every night wearing this Black Tea because my style ain't so earthy, it's so unlike Black Tea. You might need to bring a mason jar of corn liquor with you. Pop off the lid, take a hard swig, let that corn liquor hit you. At the end of the night, meet us at the bar, cop yourself a large snifter. That's if you with the Mr. Picture this. Gordon Parks, James Van Der Zee. It's all right when I'm on the mic if you want to close your eyes and breathe life into your fantasy. But remember, 
ain't nobody here but me and you right now. And ain't no coincidences I was sent here for you right now to tell you if you want to change your life, you better make it do whatever you want it to do right now. But I hope you want more from life than money because money ain't hard to come by if money is the only thing that you absolutely care about. But you should know that life is just preparation for something more majestic. And spoken word is just life when it's presented at its most expressive. And the reason why poetry ain't bigger in this society is because this society is oppressive. And every oppressor since the dawn of time has tried to dead whatever art form made the living come alive. That was Kalam AC with Living Come Alive. Thank you guys so much for your patience. I see area code 615 with their hand up. 615, you are on the air. Hello, this is Clarence Ferguson Jr., also known as C Double 34 Music. How have you been? <laughs> I am hanging in there. Doing my best to not drown everybody with my coffin. <laughs> How are well, you doing, you know, I, you know, I'm <laughs> usually making beats and stuff like that, so I could sample that and put it in something. <laughs> I think it's I always do, you know, fun thing to be able to share some of our 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 regular poets' works. Not everyone gets to hear the recorded pieces that get shared with silence. So I think it's always a lot of fun to be able to play some of those. Yes, indeed. Uh, so I heard my um, area code and I just raised my hand. Plus I heard um, somebody earlier. And it just caused me to say, okay, I guess it's time for me to come in. (laughs) All right, Clarence, what do you have for us on this fine day? Well, I have a piece called It's Not We, It's You. I've been tagged. I've been triggered about the accounts of history that you have written. My head's not in the sand. I'm aware, awake, and not hidden. But who are you to tell me we're living in the same picture? I appreciate your newscast, bringing things to remembrance, and you can call me selfish. I'm not sent here to resurrect ancestors, living through them vicariously, blackened by government categories, labeling me by my caramel skin instead of my character to show where one family stuck in captivity. You can't stand this country? Then leave. I do not accept propaganda speech. I'm kind of like Kanye, 400 plus years and it's all of y'all? No one told you to be an applicant. God helped me to accept what I cannot change as a temporary citizen just passing through from this wicked system, you still seeking equality when you can't handle the call to arms from Almighty God, but you accept what you've been called from generation to generation, being oppressed 
in an out-of-rhythm nation? Wake up. 400 years plus enslaved. It's not us. It's you in slavery. Claiming white supremacy in the air you breathe, being so scared to live, tell me this. What tribe in Africa are you from? Have you met from there your relatives? I met my great-grandmother at 11 years old, full-blown American Cherokee. On my dad's side, more than 40 acres and a mule we inherited. But when my ancestors were alive, they never claimed slavery in my heritage. Yes, fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. But I'm not teaching somebody that anybody's history they should accept as their own based on racism. You don't like it, change the system. And be thankful you have an audience who listens. And if you believe in Jesus, didn't he say on the cross it is finished? This is history and not mine. And I heard the derogatory terms of Coon and Uncle Tom braided in the satanic daily brainstem of division, segregation, and hatred. I stand here naked, refusing to take it anymore. As I see that fair-skinned, twisted sister intending to get with you because you're darker and bigger. You know the one in the Tennessee Capitol holding hands with faux fake Martin and Malcolm, one with a ponytail, the other with an afro at the end of this world. God's going to douche it all like Massingill. I serve God, not man, as my master. Guess that makes me a masterpiece in peace. That last line was fucking brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) There is absolutely something to be said for it. Like, it is not a universal experience, a universal history. Just because someone shares a skin tone does not mean that they have the exact same experience in life, the exact same desires, the exact same drives and passions. It is, I think it is vital for us to be able to see all of it, the good, the bad, the impassive, the just straight up exhausted. Thank you so much for sharing that piece. Oh, you're very welcome. I like I said, after hearing what I heard, I just said, you know what? We don't all share the same thing, and I will not accept because <laughs> God never called me black. Mm-hmm. People called me that. I'm love in the mist. I'm human, mm-hmm. and I'm spirit. And I'm a temporary citizen just passing through. There's a lot of truth there. Uh-huh. I think that's that's the, the key thing that a lot of us do tend to lose sight of. Just because someone shares a different perspective does not mean that that perspective is not part of the truth. All of it starts to blend. All of it is a genuine, real experience. All of it is something that both brings us together and kind of emphasizes our individuality. 
Exactly. The only thing equal we got is blood, and even that's not equal because we got different types. There you go. So, so how you how can you find me? Because my original page was hacked, <laughs> I have two new pages. They're both legit. They're both under Clarence Ferguson Jr. on Facebook. You can also find me on SoundCloud backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. or MixCloud backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. Come visit. Thank you so much, Clarence. It is a lot of fun having you on and just having some of that truth come flying out. I think we all need a little dose of perspective. Yes. Thank you for providing that. Hey, thank you for having me. Have a good night. Um, you want some castor oil? <laughs> See, you're feeling better now. See, it always works. I don't have to worry now. You're good. <laughs> yeah, you have a good night. <laughs> you too, Clarence. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. I am debating whether or not I should try and keep on for the last hour here. Uh, <coughs> I do want to throw it out in advance. Next week I will not be able to host the full show, so I'll be starting a recording of a pre-recorded workshop for you guys. <coughs> Ah, my apologies, everyone. At the moment, I still see 503 and 606. You guys do not have your hands up yet, but I think I might close the show out. Thank you, everybody, for your patience, for your kindness, for your kind words. I'm going to end the show with one last recording. This is King's Cadence with The Purge. This piece is called Purge. It is now full-fledged chaos. I agree we have the right to destroy everything that we see. $1,200 to buy in a silence don't question what they want you to believe. We are sitting ducks or die murder hornets awaiting death relief. And a questionable vaccine while your normal police department is taking this out at their own leisure. It leaves you transforming with no warning stats made to either decept or con your robotic thinking that you're programmed on. It's more than meets the eye. Our demise has been fortified with lies ironically tied. Those fortified lies are tossed out wide by President 45. I said that the present cops will dent you where you lie with that 45. My God, I'm trying, but when good old boys not even hiding how they keep the iron tucked to knew their jog was truly someone's race. 
for life and they wired this dagger that they expired us and why are we still dancing as our time runs out do you hear it tick tock laughing at skits dramatic flips new dancing and shh wait that is tick tock lame hippopotamus oops I watch it too. Make the connection. Am I a hypocrite? Wait, I deviate. When it's time to accept the mark, will you be willing to? No purchase, existence, no purpose. Are the threats getting real to you? Innocent ones that suffer at the end of violent guns, but when it's time for outcry, actual silence is all that comes. But you said his mental stability was in question. Because even at the end of the barrel, he wouldn't fall to your aggression. Not he. Spirit of King, see, we done done things we know we're fighting for our lives. Even if it's pride versus guns and knives actually feel like. We've been targeted and surrounded. Stand resilient after being beaten down, but these fists are for far more than holding parade posts. We are so close. Don't make us really show you what happens when pure warriors mix it up with ingrates. That training you prearrange while holding us as inmates and that mass drop to conceal our not really your friend face. This was never truly a race war. But the space is wrong. Hold your words. Warnings are no longer served. I like to welcome you to the purge. Ah feel like our chances are slim, our lives are spread thin, body bag, they even gift wrap this weight, let me try that again, the weight of how they body bag, this is now a wrap, when we cut to a gift, and they laugh at us, even when the camera captured, it doesn't matter, just spread them, because we rarely win via slim chances, we screwed either forward or backwards, or maybe it's time that blacks react and go back to attack, and let's Group up by factions and see who's actually lacking. Are you ready to war where your employed can avoid switching places in the name of hatred for how you wasted George Floyd? I can't see how you don't get.